Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Okay, welcome back everybody to episode number 22, 22, I think actually this might be 23. Okay, episode 21 or 22 or 23. It's in the 20s. That means that I've been doing this podcast now for a couple of months almost. We're we're running on, wait, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, Okay, almost six months. So we got a couple weeks ago until we're at six months of the podcast. So round of applause. You've made it to uh, a couple months with me and couldn't be happier to have you. Here's the thing. I feel weird recording this right now for some reason because I don't really feel like recording it right now. Um, I have to kind of get myself in a headspace But then sometimes I can't get myself in a headspace that like makes me feel good when I start recording. So then I just have to do it anyways, though, so I can post. So I'm recording this. Hopefully I can halfway through get in the groove of things. Sometimes I like how these episodes turn out better than other ones just because I feel like I'm a little bit more authentic to how I'm actually feeling rather than what I think I need to sound like or be on a podcast. That's crazy that I've been doing this for almost five, six months, but at the same time, I feel like I have been doing it for a long time because now it's just part of my weekly routine. It's just part of my routine now. It's part of my life. I do kind of want to do a rebranding. I feel like after a year of the podcast because I liked my pictures, but there's a different vibe that I kind of wanted for them. So we'll see if I get around to doing that anytime soon, but I think it'll be in a couple of months from now. Really, the only reason why I want to do it is because I like projects like that. They're fun to me. They're creative. You get to dress up. You get to go rent a space, probably not rent, but probably find a cheap one. Have a creative idea that you can execute for fun. Yeah, I'll get into life updates. I have a couple of stories that are funny to me. First one, I I had said this last the last couple of weeks, but I... Just got back from Arizona. I visited my family there and I got to welcome my little brother back from his mission, his church mission. So he was gone for only two years. I mean, two years is a long time, but the only, the only reason I say only because it felt like three because he had to come back and he tore his ACL and had to get surgery and stuff. And then he had to wait to heal and then go back out. So it felt like three years altogether of him being like a missionary type of guy. But now he's back in the world and we're reintroducing him to the sinful people that we are. So I just spent a ton of time with him. You know, we did the things that we normally did before. He looks older, like his face looks more mature now. I posted him on my Instagram and wow, his the response, I will say the response that the ladies had to him was I got a lot of messages basically being like, oh, my gosh, is he single? Which Yes, he's he's very single. Yeah, I got a bunch of uh, DMs from ladies and 
It's the same thing as when my little, my youngest brother, who's now on another mission, or not another, he's on a mission, his, he brought home a girlfriend and he introduced uh, her to us and we're like, really? You want to be, you want, you agree to be in a relationship consensually with my little brother, him? Does he treat you like a freaking lady? Is he a gentleman? Does he open your car door? If so, I need proof. I need video proof that shows me that he can be a gentleman, okay? Not that I don't believe he can, but he gets suspicious sometimes. But then I think back actually to how many times he's gotten my charger from upstairs, being a gentleman, running up and getting the charger for his sweet, loving older sister, or getting a drink of water for me when I'm sitting down, or, you know, getting stuff for me. I have trained that, I have trained that little boy so well ever since he was a kid to have a wife because I'd ask him for water. I'd ask him to go grab me stuff even though I was probably closer just because I could and it was like, okay, show me your loyalty and go get that for me. But it's the same weird feeling as like, ugh, you know, just kind of like, really? So that was fun. He he was, however, I will sh- I will uh, break some of your hearts but and my mom's heart, unfortunately. He was outside talking to someone that he had some some girl. It was like a friend of his or something. And he was talking to her for quite some time outside. And my mom, me and my sister, me and Chelsea went to go get something or we went to lunch or something. And we come back and my mom's standing out like on not outside. She's standing at the back door, the back door, which is like a window door. And she puts her heart, she puts her hands up to her heart as such, like forms a heart with her hands to her chest and then breaks it apart. Looks at Cole, forms a heart to her chest and breaks it apart, showing Cole how devastated she is that he is already flirting with girls and potentially could have a girlfriend or is thinking about maybe taking her on dates and stuff and blah, 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 blah. So that broke her sweet little heart and uh, she made sure that he knew. Probably one of the funniest things I've ever walked in on in my life. Um, and something I appreciate about my mom is she can be jealous and she does get really sad when her kids move and leave. But she does say some guilt trippy jokes. But at the same time, I know that she supports, she totally supports us, whatever we want to do, even if she doesn't agree. And um even if she doesn't like it and she won't try to make us actually feel bad for it. And she always wants us to make sure that we know that she loves us no matter what, that she's happy for us. She's happy for him, you know, to find someone that he likes and kind of get him back out in there, even though she can be jealous and has those feelings. She doesn't ever act on them really. And she just recognizes that it is sad and it sucks because you want your kids to be you know your kids forever in that sense but she's also really good at letting us go so shout out mom and she's also just probably one of the one of the funniest people I ever met I don't think I ever appreciated how funny my mom was until I've gotten older another thing that we did this is going to be a longer life update just because I went home and there's always stuff to to tell about going home I started doing these dance classes online and I feel really dumb about it, but I think it's a good thing 
that I'm doing it then because I have so much self. I'm just so insecure when it comes to dancing. And even if it's just for fun, like I don't want to do competitions. I'm not trying to like get that, 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 um, technically good. I just want to be able to like move and be confident in my own body and take up space. So I actually started doing these dance classes online and it teaches you like contemporary. It teaches you stretching. It teaches you hip hop even. So I have been humbling myself daily over and over again. I've only done it a couple times. It's only been like a couple of days of it. I love it so far in the in the weirdest way because I I feel so uncomfortable moving like I do not like being in, I do not like dancing like that. If someone were to watch me, I would literally cringe the F out. But you know what? That's how I know that that's something that I need to conquer because that's a limiting belief. That's just limiting myself. I don't let myself move the way that I want to move. And, and it's always just every time I see any video of someone dancing or doing like any type of dancing other than ballet, ballet does not look fun for me personally. It does just, I just think I would not like it. I just wouldn't like it. Mostly every other form of dance I love and I always feel not jealous because I'm not, it's not about the other person. It's just about a feeling that I get that I'm like, I wish that I could do that. I really do wish that would be a dream to just be able to groove to music, choreograph a dance that I feel like can let me express how I feel because it's hard for me. I do it in words, but I think for me physically, it's so important to express how I'm feeling to kind of not attach myself to things and let things ebb and flow better. So I'm, I'm in a place in my life where I'm now trying to become not become a dancer but I am trying to get out of that headspace of no I can't dance I'm not a dancer to why the heck not I want to try it and not judge myself and I have I'm not kidding you guys the second I started it was all, my head was so my brain was screaming at me like, Abby, you're so cringe. This is so stupid. Like, what is everyone going to think about this? You're just jumping on trends. You're just like, you're going crazy because you've never been a good dancer. You've never been coordinated. You're so awkward the way you move. I do feel very uncomfortable and I feel very awkward in my own body sometimes. And I don't, there's no reason to. That is just a lot. There is no reason for me to feel uncomfortable in my own body. And I don't want to get used to being at war with myself. So we'll see. Have I improved? Probably not, but hopefully I can just learn a groove to music. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, last update, you guys. I've been watching a lot of D&D content online lately, like streaming, YouTube. Uh, of course, there's Critical Role. Uh, they stream and they also have YouTube. But another one is Dimension 20. They're also massive. D&D can bring me into such a fun, imaginative, playful place in my head that's very safe feeling. Like I just feel like a little kid and I feel like I can, I feel like I'm not being judged because everyone around me is talking in weird voices, doing weird things and role playing. And if you're with a good group of people, okay, here's what I'm saying. Play D&D. That's all I'm saying. It sounds so nerdy and it sounds like something you would never want to do. But if you like movies, if you like, uh, I don't know, imagination, if you like uh, creativity, uh, books, um, storytelling, uh, uh, d- d- it's, the, it's, it's the exact same thing. You're, you're around a table. 
our dungeon master was incredible. He was my cousin and he was so fun. He was funny. He was creative. He was so good at creating a setting, an ambiance, a feeling, um, emotion. It is such a fun way to use your imagination. It's so fun, you guys. Just don't don't think about it too much and just go do it. The reason I got into watching it was because I played a whole campaign. I don't know if I've mentioned this maybe like once or twice. I played a whole like year long campaign last year or the year. I think it was last year or the year before. And I fell in love with it. It was so fun. And I always felt like I was, <laughs> this is so dumb, missing that part of me that loves the fantasy, loves that it kind of is like escapism, but I think if you do it in a healthy way, which is not like constantly and you're just dissociating and going back to that place all the time, it can be very healthy, I think personally, because we would play like once a week. Sometimes it was just once every two weeks for a couple of hours. And it was just fun. You just laugh, you hang out with people who are important to you or you meet new people, you make friends and it's just, you don't judge each other. It's just fun. My brother Clay, he was our dungeon master and he made like a one shot, which is just a story that is really only for one session is what you would call it, which is usually a couple hours long. The theme was we were in the mafia, okay? It was like a mystery, detective-y, very violent type of storyline. And my brother Clay is so good at storytelling. He's such a creative, intelligent person that he comes up with amazing stories. He's so clever on the way that he tells the story and like what the music he uses, he makes it so lively. So we really got into it and it was amazing and it was so fun. Honestly, my favorite part of D&D is other people's characters, other people's characters' voices, other people's characters, other people's voices. Okay, other people's voices. Okay, that was definitely a highlight of the trip for sure and go play D&D. Find people that do or try to find people that would maybe be willing to and then I don't really know, just research it, I guess. Or just start watching YouTube videos. Okay, that was my rant. I just realized I didn't go over what I'm actually talking about today. It's probably gonna be all over the place. It's not like a super, uh, super listy type episode. I just wanted to talk about why taking yourself too seriously is not helpful for day-to-day life to get more enjoyment and to be able to really grow and kind of let things go. So I kind of just have reasons that I try not to take myself so seriously, how I feel like it's damaged me um, in the past and how I feel like now when I take myself too seriously, it, um, it affects relationships and everything like that. And then after... We'll see if we have time for a game, but we'll definitely do a Dear Abby. Before I kind of jump into the meat, if you guys want to support the podcast, I obviously listening is a massive support and hopefully I can keep you guys listening and, you know, keep talking about stuff that you guys want to hear. But if you want to support the podcast, if you could text in your questions to the phone number I have in the, uh, what is it called? The description below, as well as maybe share the podcast to people, tell people about it, post it on your stories or on, you know, whatever platform that you have. Leave a rating or a review. Love you guys. Thank you. I feel like taking myself too seriously damages my relationships because respect and taking yourself too serious 
are obviously completely different things. Respecting yourself and setting boundaries is one thing. But to be so like nitpicky, you think that you are so perfect and you're so um, like the world revolves around you type of a mindset. You know, your problems are the hardest. It's kind of like a victim mentality. Honestly, I think that's kind of what it disguises itself as. I mean, taking yourself seriously kind of is a way that usually if you're if you've been heartbroken or if you've been hurt in some way or sometimes that kind of just automatically makes you take yourself really seriously. I know it did and does for me still that I kind of have to fight with. But I think it just that's what the disguise is for just being in a victim mentality and romantic relationships ways that I take myself seriously is by literally thinking that the world (laughs) revolves around me. Okay, if I sacrifice time for someone or if I serve them or if I am kind of going out of my way to show someone that I care about them or I'm just like sacrificing, you know, for someone, even if it's small things, it's not big things normally. Um, And then I don't get anything in return or I feel like they're not receiving it how I wanted them to receive it or respond how I wanted them to respond what I think is appropriate to the action that I just did I would be so mad internally and I would resent them I'd be so frustrated I'd be like you're not grateful you know this is my time I like me 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 I can't believe that I stuck my neck out for you I can't believe that I I don't know, like took the time to do the dishes and I know that's something that you care about and I can't believe that like you didn't even acknowledge it or now you're saying that I'm doing this wrong too or something. I feel like that for me is a little bit of what it means to take yourself so seriously where if someone doesn't immediately feed your ego about something or immediately make you feel good about yourself in all situations, I would be frustrated and they're in the wrong and I'm in the right. Because everyone should always make me feel good. Uh, it sounds, and, it, and when you say it out loud, it sounds very irrational. That's really how it was for me sometimes. And sometimes I have to take a step back and realize that's still sometimes a pattern that I have, uh, like a thought pattern. I don't know. It's like this mindset of just thinking that you get to choose how everyone should, will, has to react or to, to make you, to fuel your ego, to make you feel better. Another thing is it's really hard for me to take any kind of a joke. Because I think, A, it triggers my OCD. So I tell Kean I don't like his jokes, but at the same time, I kind of need him to keep making jokes that kind of make me annoyed because I do think it's good exposure for me. But then sometimes when they run away with that and they're like, oh, it's just exposure. It's a little annoying. But just like normal jokes that if I didn't have a history with divorce and infidelity, then I, I wouldn't be as sensitive to it. And also if I didn't have OCD and I didn't wasn't recovering or going through a really dark depression and I would normally just kind of laugh things off and not take them so seriously, like thinking that everyone has to cater to my feelings and cater to my beliefs and cater to what will make me feel comfortable. That would be great. I'm not going to lie. That would be awesome. But that's just not how people work. And that's just not rational to believe that everyone will cater to how you feel in every moment and is on the same page throughout every moment and can't make any jokes. That's something I'm intentionally trying to practice. And that specifically, I'm not used to that. I'm used to just laughing at everything. And I'm sick of feeling like a victim 
and I'm, I'm, I already talked about this. I had an episode on victim mentality, but I, I feel like this is very similar when I was kind of thinking about not taking yourself seriously. It kind of just kept going back to victim mentality. I was hurt very badly. I was hurt very badly just by OCD and the identity crisis that that gives you and the confusion and the feelings and the darkness and the suffering. That's all very real. And that those feelings are very real attached to that. But I realized that it's really not helping me to continue to blame other people, continue to kind of let other people change and control my happiness and my confidence and my beliefs my life I think just not taking myself so seriously as just not being a victim and not taking everything personally not taking things personally for me sometimes can be so hard and I would never honestly express if I did because I'm a little bit too socially like I don't really want to make someone feel weird usually I kind of just let things go because I that kind of just brings me more peace for a while I feel like I had to hold on to things in order to like prove something or hold on to things because I needed to defend something or defend myself and all of these things and I genuinely feel like that just came from a place of trying to get control that nothing like this will ever happen to anyone again and that's a great desire and that would be awesome if no one ever got cheated on again or got divorced but that is not just not gonna happen thinking that I have to protect myself from any jokes or anything anyone said about divorce or mental illness I had to take personally or OCD like I see I see a bunch of OCD jokes all the time online or I hear it. My family says it sometimes. They're like, oh, no, they're so OCD about this. And I would I remember hearing that before I had OCD. Now when I hear it, there's obviously like it kind of kind of uh, is like a gut punch almost because people just don't. That's like the, the bane of my existence. So not really, but it I mean, it is. But at the same time, I it's not helpful for me to feel like I have to correct them or feel like I have to defend everyone with OCD by saying something, I get more peace when I'm able to understand that they don't understand it. And if it's someone I don't know, I'm not going to say anything because I just don't think that we should go around looking to be offended by people. It wasn't helpful. It's not helpful for me to go around. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, actually, did you know that OCD is actually blah, blah, blah. And as someone who has OCD and has suffered and was the darkest times of my life and still is. I'm still struggling with it every day. Constant thoughts, constant, like I'm still suffering. I feel like I can say that I don't get offended by it. And that's because I choose not to. And I'm just like, yes, it'd be great if everyone understood everything you're going through all the time. But that's irrational. And that's actually not everybody else's job to understand everything you're going through all the time. Anyway, that's just that's just what's been on top of my head lately because I really am the queen of taking things personally and you can ask actually mostly just it's usually with romantic relationships, honestly. Outside of it, I don't take things very personally. Taking myself super seriously also makes me isolate myself. I feel like I have to isolate myself because no one understands me. Um, I'm different. And sometimes I liked that. Sometimes I liked being different. It was like an excuse to not have to try to connect to people because it was easier. But I also feel like relationships really are the best, most rich part of my life. So I didn't want to isolate myself and get into my head when I was talking to people because I tried to stop caring so much about 
how I'm being perceived. What are they going to, if they talked about me, what would they say? Other things that when you really look at it, I'm taking myself very seriously when I care so much about what other people think of me because I'm thinking that I have to appear as this perfect everything together. They're pretty, they're funny, they're successful, they're never awkward, they're always clever. And that's definitely taking yourself too seriously because if you can't recognize that you're very awkward sometimes probably and that you say dumb things or that you don't get it sometimes and then honestly good for you. Ignorance is bliss I guess. It also just makes me uh, makes me overthink everything that I do because it's like well this is so important. I'm so important. I'm really not that important. And I love that. Oh, that feels good for me to say that I don't have like this immense pressure on me to be so important and to do all of these big important things. It's like, for me, that doesn't sound fun. That does not sound fun. I want to do stuff, be successful, get out there, be happy, like build connections with people. Uh, But I don't want to think of myself as some important person that has like something that no one's ever heard before. It's like, We've all heard it all. Let's be honest. Um, We just need reminders and we need it told to us in different ways that we connect with and that we can understand. So I think just not being like, oh my gosh, I'm so important. I do want to say that uh, sensitively because I think when I was struggling with my self-worth and I still am trying to love myself and that kind of thing. I liked hearing that I was important, but at the same time, what really was helpful is just like that I can create meaning in my life and I get to choose. And that was a very liberating thing for me. But it took a while to get to that point because when it was like, well, you choose, you know, I felt like I hated myself so much and I didn't believe in myself. I didn't like myself. I didn't trust myself. So that was not reassuring to me whatsoever. Um, so if that's how you're feeling, I hear you, I see you and just keep, just keep going. And I, and I promise you like one day it will start to get better and you will be empowered by the fact that you get to choose and that it's your choice, your responsibility to, I don't know, take life by the reins, you know, ho, ho, ho. Probably the last couple things are just when I take myself too seriously or take things when I take life too seriously, um, it makes me feel like I can't have fun. And I feel like I have to be serious all the time. It's kind of like I can't joke around, like I said previously, but it's like I can't even have fun. Like I can't just honestly, as I'm naming these, I'm like, maybe my nervous system still needs a lot of regulation. Because when I've talked to therapists, and we talk about a brain that's uh, not traumatized, but something like that, like you can never feel like like you can just rest have fun you feel like you're in survival mode instead of living mode which is definitely how I feel and you know it comes and goes which is really weird to me maybe I should go talk to my therapist I also I feel like I can never look dumb like I should never look dumb to other people I should never say something or look a certain way or make a certain face that people are like that was kind of weird that was kind of dumb but that's exhausting because That's just freaking exhausting. So that's kind of a summary, a very short summary of how taking myself too seriously has affected my life and not in a positive way. And so on the latter end, I guess going kind of back through those really fast as just a kind of refresher. Don't take yourself too seriously. Laugh things off. Have fun. 
let things go. Stop trying to like compare yourself, I guess, to others. Um, thinking that you have to be just as successful as them in every way and look the same and you are the best, the best, you're special, you're important. Ugh, this all sounds horrible. This all sounds horrible when I'm saying it like this. You are special and you are important, but not in the way of you deserve more than the person next to you. That's called entitlement. Don't overthink what you do. You can look dumb. You are more than welcome to look dumb. Uh, don't take everything personally. You are important to a lot of people, but you don't have to solve everything. You're not the smartest, most complex person to ever live on this planet, unfortunately. We all like to think that we are. You're not alone. You're not the you're not the only person that's going through really hard times. You're not the only person that has feels like they've been dealt a bad hand. I'm one to say anything. I'm really so bad at this right now. It's constantly a struggle for me because I just have a bad habit with a bad mindset. So I'm trying to I'm trying to change that shiz. I would love to hear what you guys think and what you guys do to not take yourself too seriously. I'm learning that me doing dance is not taking myself too seriously because I look so freaking stupid the whole time. Okay, so we're going to do a Dear Abby. And then I think, unfortunately, that will, that will be our time for today. Dear Abby, I really need help. I gave this guy my number and he texted me. He's so adorable and nice and funny and we match energy. But something I swear like changed in him and when I asked him to hang out, he was nice about it, but he was kind of like, yeah, that sounds great, but I have a lot of work, so we'll see. I'm an overthinking queen, but that sounds like he just doesn't want to and is that the way of him subtly, is that, and is that his way of subtly rejecting me? I think I really like him and I need answers advice also i'm so excited to watch your podcast girl in bloom love you oh thank you i hope um or he could be watching a train wreck choo choo i am a definitely an overthinker too i wish that i wasn't but i unfortunately am i will say it kind of does sound like he's not that excited to hang out with you next but that also could be his way of trying to be cool maybe he's done something dumb and read like an art of seduction book where it's like if you act like you don't like her, then she'll like you more, which to be fair, kind of works sometimes. Yeah, maybe he's trying to seduce you or maybe he really just doesn't want to hang out with you again. And that might be his kind of nice way of doing that. But honestly, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. I would say for guys like this, where you like them, but then they're not really giving you much to work with, just drop them. He's either a type A personality where he's very straightforward and that's actually what he meant. But then on the latter end, it, it does kind of sound like he's just not very excited to go on a date. Good luck to you. Hats off to you. Okay, you guys, that's it for today's episode. If you have any topics you want me to talk about, anything that you think would be fun to do on the podcast, any guests you want to see on, let me know in the comments or on my Instagram. You can send me a message. Love you. Bye. I'm taking a ride to join a lay. Don't you bones all good old guy? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll